0: Cast. Cast. NPN is an alliance of theaters that works to develop, produce, and extend the life of new plays.
1: We need to talk about
2: songs. Somebody has to make conversation. To make conversation. Hi, everybody. Conversation. Welcome to True. It's Friday Community Gathering. It's uh, uh, February 4th. But uh, the good news is we are seeming to be coming out of COVID (laughs) and not a moment too soon. uh, I I was a a straggler. I managed to test positive for COVID four weeks ago and have one day of severe illness, but I was fine after that. And that's with me wearing a mask and not going out and barely socializing anywhere at at all except on Zoom. So somehow or other, I wound up getting it. So, So everybody even though we're heading out of this whole mess, continue being safe, please be safe. Um, but I'm here, I'm better, it's three or four weeks later and um, our conversations have traveled all over the, the place. I mean, we started off when we were talking about creating in in, in, a, in a pandemic and, and how you continue to be constructive during a shutdown and just coping with COVID was, was an ongoing subject for us to discuss. Now that we're coming out, now that we're back to possibly coming into a more normal world, we're talking about other things. I couldn't help but notice that we have a lot of writers in True. We're a producers' organization, but we have a lot of writers. So I am one myself. I'm a playwright, composer, and lyricist. And I thought it was about time that we had a conversation about some of the uh, resources that are available to writers. And Stephen Kaplan, who has been coming to our meetings, and uh, he told me about something that's happening to him that spurred a great interest for me. I know the National New Play Network. Most of you who are in the room know the National New Play Network, Um, but they have a lot of different programs. And one of the things that has always fascinated me about them was the rolling world premiere. Stephen told me that he was actually having a world rolling world premiere. And we just decided we had to talk about this and bring NNPN in and to talk about that and, and the new play exchange and everything else that uh, NNPN does for playwrights. So I'm going to introduce you to Steven and, and Anne, and we're going to talk about a lot of different stuff. A lot of it's going to be at, right, about writers, but i made Ann promise that she'd also give us a little bit uh, on how producers can also benefit from what, what NNPN offers. So, this is a little conversation about how to help writers and how producers can also find works. And well, I'm not gonna tell you about that. I'm gonna let Anne tell you about that. But before we even do that, Stephen, why don't you say hello and, and introduce yourself and talk about who you are and, and what you've done. Stephen. Uh, hey,
1: everybody. Um, it's so good. There's so many people in the room right now that I know, that I know their names from The Binge and from Dramatist Guild, so hello, everybody. I uh, am a playwright uh, and I uh, have been writing plays since I was 15, uh, so you know two years ago I started. And uh, I beat you. I started at 14, so there. Oh my goodness, you beat me. I am a member of the Dramatist Guild. I serve on the Dramatist Guild Council uh, and uh, I love sharing my experiences with other writers because so many times we we kind of exist in our own little vacuum, uh, and that's one thing that I love. What True does uh, people sharing their experiences to learn from each other, uh, learn best practices, uh, and very excited to to share uh, my my current experience with the Rolling World premiere uh, and to be with the amazing Anne Morgan uh, from NNPN.
2: Well, that sounds like a good way of segueing segueing to the amazing Ann Morgan. Hello, Ann, How are you?
0: Hey, I'm good, thanks. And I'm, I'm just uh, absolutely tickled to be with y'all tonight. Talking to playwrights is one of my absolute favorite activities. I am a dramaturg and literary manager by training. I am NNPN's programs director. I've been in this role for uh, just about 8 months and I share that as a request for some grace if I don't have answers to every single one of these questions. I am based in Virginia's Shenandoah Valley. And that's sort of who I am in a nutshell and then we'll get to the NNPN
2: stuff. Well, thank uh, you. Yeah, sure. W- I wanna remind the room that the, that we have the chat and you can put questions in there and I'm gonna remind Connor that if I don't see a, chat, I see a question in the chat, draw my attention to it. You can speak, you can say, Bob, there's a question in the chat and I will go look for it, okay? Bob uh, There is currently not
3: a question in the chat.
2: There. That's exactly.
3: I'll update, I'll update you every like five minutes. Well, maybe not quite that often, but thank you. <laughs>
2: um, so let's start with the, the parent organization. I actually had people who, when when they heard that I was doing a, a, a meeting with the National New Play Network, didn't didn't know that we would also be talking about the the Playwrights Exchange. It's like kind of explain explain the overview, and so everybody gets this.
0: Sure. So NNPN is an alliance of theaters that works to develop, produce, and extend the life of new plays. That's our mission statement or something close to an approximation of it. Um, But essentially we have about 130 member theaters of all shapes and sizes all over the country who share an interest in and commitment to new plays. And NNPN throughout its history has really used that uh, collective to identify an issue in the field and uh, put some kind of program in place in an attempt to solve it. So with the Rolling World premiere, which now is 20 some odd years old, the folks in the network realized uh, that Premier itis was a real problem for playwrights. They were getting one production and then the play would not have any further life. So they were like, here's one program that we think is gonna solve this. Um, and we'll talk, we can talk more about that. And then with the new play exchange, NNPN uh, recognized that there were tremendous barriers um, between playwrights trying to get their plays read and theaters who were looking uh, for new work. And in an attempt to take down some of those barriers and uh, really democratize the ways in which plays are read and discovered, this platform uh, was created, which is now the world's largest library, online library of plays by living writers. I've lost track of how many people and how many plays are on there. The The idea is that rather than playwrights having to send plays out into the world, uh, theaters are required to make the effort and say, I am looking for X, Y, Z, and be really clear about what they're looking for. And then uh, plays are found through that mechanism.
2: Well, let's talk for a second about uh, the uh, sheer number of playwrights that, that now are on NNPN. And Stephen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to direct some of this to you as well. I'm also I'm also on NNPN. I, I have never had the time to list everything that I've written, but I, I have some of my major, you know, three, three, play, three of my full-length plays listed. When I have a free moment, I'm not running true. I'm going to try to list the rest of them. How do you not get lost in that crowd? I think that's the first thing I want to ask. Uh, and I'm going to direct it to Stephen because Stephen has had success using it.
1: Yeah, just to clarify that, the uh, New Play Exchange, NPX, is kind of what we're talking about, which is a, a program of N, an NPN. Um, and uh, there are thousands of writers, thousands of plays that are on New Play Exchange. And the beauty of that, though, is uh, kind of the search engine is one of the best features of it. Uh, and that that's part of the way not to get lost in figuring out, as a playwright, kind of how do you not market your play, but how do you identify your play? I mean, there's the basic things like the number of characters in the play, how long the play is. Uh, there are tag words that you can do. Um, but the best thing, honestly, to do to not get lost is to to look at other plays, see what other writers are doing, learn from them. Um, on this Zoom right now, there are amazing writers that uh, are so prolific and uh, successful at getting their work out there. And the beauty of NPX is also being able to read this work and, and to trust in the process, sort of, that there is there, a play for everybody uh, and every theater. Uh, your play may not be for every theater, but there is a place for it. Uh, and to to just keep writing and, and to go for that, I, I as a playwright, have been discovered, but also I, I run a theater program and we use NPX. Um, all of our students have accounts. And for our one-act play festival, they all search for plays on NPX. So it is happening, and there are uh, there, 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 there are lots of opportunities. Um, and to recognize that if a play isn't kind of getting traction, that doesn't mean that it's NPX's fault or even your play's faults. And write the next play, kind of always be doing that.
2: Well, Eric Sirota mentioned something earlier. He, he said, how, co- "How come my musical got submitted for a, a, an opportunity that says no musicals?" Same thing happened to me. It was, this was just last week. So, so I mean, obviously, the w- the website is set up as as best as as anybody could figure out how to do it. Uh, but there are there are going to be things like that that, that that happen. Is there anything that that we have that we might have done wrong uh, and to have, that that to have our musical submitted for a non musical opportunity?
0: Um, well, there are several sort of opportunities for error, some of which is on the perhaps on the build of the exchange itself. Some of it may be on the writer side if the tagging uh and metadata has not been properly attributed um and then theaters screw up too they like um they might write a blurb that says no musicals,' but then not tick through uh the n p x settings appropriately. So I would just sort of echo Stevens' encouragement to make sure that you're using all of uh, that metadata and tagging. And if your work gets submitted uh, or t- tagged for an opportunity that it's not right for so I would think, don't worry about it too much. If maybe, I, I didn't, I didn't,
2: maybe the theater—it surprised me, but I was like, I didn't. It didn't make make a, big, a much difference to me. What I did do though was I emailed them and I, I sent them a play that was not a musical, and I said, you know, I was tagged for for my musical, but here's my non-musical. If you're interested, let's let's keep on uh, NPX for a second. Uh, New Play uh, New Playwrights Exchange. What what is it? National Playwrights Exchange. That's it. New, New, Play,
0: New Exchange.
2: Play Exchange. New Play Exchange.
0: Okay. Which is um, a a program of the National New Play Network.
2: There we go. Forgive me. I'm old. <laughs> I get confused. So one of the things that I that I see uh, happening a lot is there's a lot of great networking on that. Uh, let's talk for for a second about how. Uh, NPX brings playwrights together, and, and I think you've created a very supportive community. I know people re- read and, and write reviews of each other's plays and things like that. How how big a part does that play for you, Stephen, as a playwright? Is that something that you find uh, one of the appeals of the of the site?
1: Definitely. I mean, the recommendations for it is uh, the, the fact that you can only write good things about the plays um, is amazing. Uh, and I love that, it, that so many writers I've gotten to meet uh, through recommendations, uh, people reading my own work. I always wish that I, I'm so jealous of the people or not. jealous. I'm jealous, but also uh, in awe of the people that uh, are reading so many plays and are able to write so many recommendations. I wish that I could do that. I try to I try to do it as much as I can. I'm not
2: a fast reader.
1: Yeah, no, but it's, I mean, but the thing about it is, uh, and it's not like just a quid pro quo sort of thing. It's not, I'm gonna write a record, so you do mine. It's very much a, a very generous community, um, but the recommendations do help. They do help because it brings attention to your play. And uh, you know, I think from what I've heard too from from a couple producers that have found my work, the on on new play exchange, those recommendations help uh, because it shows that other people are reading it, are responding to it. Uh, and I do recommend if you are, on New Play Exchange to be reading other people's work and recommending it as well, being part of that community. Um, and just a, a quick plug for Emma Goldman-Sherman, who did an amazing, amazing Dramatist Guild New York City uh, webinar about New Play Exchange that she goes into the metadata, uh, the tagging in a beautiful way, and you can you can search for that and find that. So definitely recommend checking that out because it'll answer so many more questions about NPX than, than we can do tonight.
2: But I'm going to have you st- still do some of it because we've got an oh hour to fill. <laughs> okay, everybody, go to, go to the link, he says, and then we'll just call it a day. <laughs> no, um, I wanted to ask you, Anne, um, do you have any statistics or any kind of data at all on how often uh, producers are successfully paired with plays through your service?
0: Uh, not off the top of my head, I don't. Um, there is no system built into the new play exchange that I know of at present that tracks all the way to production. We, we do ha- have quantifiable data about how many rights inquiries are made um, each month. But presumably once you've made a rights inquiry, the producer and the, and the playwright. Uh, or the playwright's representation are off talking with one another, and they're no longer using the new play exchange as that connection point. So we don't have, I don't have a statistic for how many of those rights inquiries actually turn into
2: production. So let me turn to the, the producer side of it because um, we have producers in the room and, uh, you know, True's mission is primarily to, to help support producers, but it's sort of broadened so that we basically help uh, all artists navigate the, the uh, business side of theater. You said you have 130 companies that are part of a uh, national new play network. Again, we're gonna. I'm gonna be going back and forth. I'm gonna to be toggling between NPX and NNPN. So I hope everybody in the room follows it. I know that that some people I can see by comments are already confused. But other than the 130 producers that are part of the NNPN network, can other producers, can independent producers, can other regional theaters and companies search for plays or, or use use your your site to look for material that they might be interested in.
0: The New Play Exchange is open to everyone. You do not have to be a member with the National New Play Network. You do not have to be an affiliated artist with the National New Play Network. We have, uh, in addition to playwrights and producers, we have educators. We are, spoiler alert, going to be rolling out an actor module in the the near future. We have directors and uh, dramaturgs. Find a freelance dramaturg on New Play Exchange. You can just be a theater lover who is not a theater maker and just want to read plays. Uh, there is a space for you on the New Play Exchange.
2: Good to know. And I think that that I know a couple of people in the room are very interested in hearing that. Connor, I know that there was a question a while ago that, that you wanted to call your, my attention to. and
3: Yes, uh, I have several questions. All right. So I'm going to fire them off. Uh, Maureen Condon asks, uh, when plays are on uh, NPN, do the playwrights get paid when the theaters use them, and how are copyrights protected?
0: Again, just because I we're, I think we're going to have to differentiate several times over the course of this conversation. Plays go on the new play exchange. Playwrights continue to own them, continue to own the copyright, and any arrangement uh, for theaters to produce those plays is made between the playwright and the producer, whether what what that licensing uh, or royalties agreements looks like, and it, NPX uh, does not broker any of that. We are merely a sort of place to bring interested parties together and set them off on a a course.
2: It's kind of like what we do. <laughs> we just basically create the environment where people can meet each other and, and, and maybe find ways to work together. Next up, Connor. You got it, Emma. I'm oh, sure. Emma! You can't ask anything. She knows everything. There is so right. no about well, this. Uh,
3: she still she still put in a she still put in a question. Uh, she she says, "I want to know what Anne looks for in a rolling premiere. How are plays vetted? How can playwrights call attention to ourselves to be chosen?" Uh, she also included a lot of question marks around like seven. So I think she really
2: wants to know. Okay. So you know what, that was, that was, i was saving that. And I let's go right to it. The, the broad question is how does, how does the rolling world premiere work and what is the process that is in place that makes this happen? And uh, we can t- talk about it from Ann's point of view and also Stephen, you can tell us how it happened for you. Uh, Stephen, why don't you t- tell us how it happened for you?
1: Sure. So, uh, and Anne and I have talked about this because the process was very um, mysterious for me, actually, uh, about how the Rolling World premiere worked. I had seen it happening, had always wished that it would happen for me. The uh, the way that happened for me, as with any story, uh, is very unique, uh, but uh, I think is telling, and hopefully I can share some of what I've learned from it. Uh, there was a theater uh, that uh, had found the play, and it's this play, Tracy Jones, is the one that's having the Rolling World premiere. Uh, Uh, Williamston Theater in Michigan uh, found the play, wanted to do it, and they happen to be an NNPN member theater. And Anne's going to correct me if I get any of this wrong. So, but uh, basically for a Rolling Worlds premiere to exist, three NNPN member theaters, uh, either associate or core members, uh, need to commit to producing the same play within uh, 18 months of each other. Uh, they're completely separate productions, uh, different directors, different casts. There is a, a, um, a possibility of kind of one or two carryover o- carry members that could happen um, artistically, but in order for the Rolling World premiere to happen, three theaters, NMPN theaters have to sign on to do it. The artistic director at Williamston uh, committed regardless of the Rolling World premiere status because he was the only, he was the first one to sign on. and. He started, uh, he asked me, he said, is this something you'd wanna do? I said, yes. Uh, So he started marketing it on the NNPN side. Their theaters have um, their own network where they kind of talk to each other, uh, where the play, uh, he put up the play, he reached out to some theaters. Uh, Simultaneously, I also then started reaching out to theaters myself, people that I had connections to because the list of all of the NNPN theaters are on their website. It's very clear who's a member, that's very clear. Uh, and I did, I went into my, my marketing playwright mode. Uh, I looked uh, at every theater that I thought might be a good fit because some theaters were not good fits for this play um, or for who I am as a playwright. And the theaters that I thought would be a good match, mm-hmm. I talked to uh, Tony, who's the AD at Williamston. Um, and we kind of worked together to figure out where are good places to...
2: Can I, to. Can, I, can I just break in and, yeah. just, and state the obvious? So you were proactive. You had one theater that was that was interested in the, in the play. And so it, it was in this situation, it probably doesn't happen this way all the time. But in this situation, you were proactive. You thought the Rolling World premiere might be a possibility for you. And now Anna said this already. I'm going to repeat it because I don't think everybody got it. There is a stigma attached to, in the regional theaters that we're trying to get away from, but it's still there. A lot of regional theaters don't want to do a play unless it's the world premiere. So this was a solution that NNPM came up with to help balance this a little bit. Um, so they were saying instead of one theater doing a world premiere, three of you will do the, the world premiere, but we'll call it a rolling world premiere. Somehow or other, miraculously, the language seemed to work for the regional theaters and it made it possible for this to happen. Now, when was the first Rolling World premiere? Do you, do you remember, Anne? Do you know? It's a while ago.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head, but I can tell you that um, within the next couple months, we will start our 100th Rolling World premiere. So this is so happening. By the end of this year, over 100 plays will have had a Rolling World premiere with NPN.
2: When we eventually are in a world where regional theaters do not think that they have to have the world premiere, this won't be as much of a problem. So, I mean, you'll be able to take a play to another theater, they, they won't say to you, oh, no, 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 that already premiered somewhere else. We want, we want our own premiere. So the, it's, it's all a semantic thing. It, it's really just about finding a, a way of, of, of talking about this so that the regional theaters could, could feel ownership um, about the play And that may surprise you uh, it surprised me when I first learned about it but apparently it's a real thing uh, I'm not sure if it's changing and do you know whether it's whether it's changing at all
0: yeah and I'm seeing some chatter in the chat as well about whether or not uh, world premiere-itis um, is still a thing is there a way to make it stop being a thing I would love to see it go away I think there's a, there's a major perception that I don't have the power at present to solve in terms of funders who like to fund world premieres because that's sexy somehow, even though we have yeah. uh, quantifiable data that says that audiences don't particularly care about a world premiere label. They just want to see something that's new to them. That's a bit of a sidebar. Um, but we have noticed over the 20 some odd years that rolling world premieres have been around that there has been a sort of gradual decrease in world premiere itis, more willingness to do a second or third production. And so the uh, rolling world premiere just went through a really deep internal evaluation. And one of the things we identified, we were like, why does this program still have value as this that kickstarted it uh, is perhaps waning slightly, not as much as they like. Um, And what we landed on was that what the program offers is the continued development of the play through production uh, across a collaborative cohort that is the playwright and these three um, member theaters. Um, And so that's sort of really where our focus is. We are happy to still let these theaters call their production the Rolling World premiere production happy for them to have that label if they want it. Uh, we support both the member theaters and the playwright with uh, a little funding as well. Um, but really what we're interested in is supporting the uh, collaboration around the continued development of the play.
2: So it's kind of a, an odd conversation for playwrights to hear. The conversation I think we want to hear is the one about how interested the world is in helping us develop our plays. and. There, there are commercial considerations that are coming into the, into play here, and Anne mentioned that that there are funders, there's funding that they can get for a world premiere, and there's also something sexy for their audiences. They, they, I think they think that bringing the audiences in for a premiere is in some way an advantage. But none of us like this. <laughs> just, just to state it, just, none of us like the fact that this is this is the way it is. And I'm glad to hear that there seems to be some moving away from it. Thank you for sharing that at least, Anne. So uh, what are other ways that, that people can... I guess the question is, what can I do to get noticed by uh, a producer or a regional theater? And the answer you kind of get, gave was the thing about tagging properly and, and ta- presenting your work uh, in, in a way that is a compelling way on the, on the site. Can you give us any tips on on that, Stephen or or Anne? I, I wish I had like the magic
1: thing. I mean, I, in the chat right now, people are talking part of the reason like this particular play work. Um, and I think Emma just nailed it. It's four characters. It's a single set. It was 90 minutes. Um, it's also a bit of a comedy. Um, and, uh, that appealed to a lot of theaters, not that there aren't theaters that want to do, you know, 20 person dramas that are five hours long, um, or whatever, but there are, there, 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 are there is
2: one, there is one, I think. theres
1: one, um, <laughs> But part of it, I mean, as as a playwright is looking, and I didn't write this play to be, you know, the producible one. It was the play I wanted to write. Um, it was not the play that I thought would have a rolling world premiere. And something about this particular play landed. Um, I, I wish that there was a, a secret sauce, you know, formula that we that we could give about how to tag a play, how to um, to do that. I, I mean, the best advice I always give is to read other plays that are being produced to see what theaters are producing. Not that you're writing to that, but just to get a sense of what 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 the, the climate is for, for different plays. Um, that's just one thing as a writer, just to be aware of kind of what what is going on around you.
2: There apparently are dozens of questions. <laughs> so yeah, i gonna... got
3: like a backlog, so. Okay,
2: okay, Connor, go for it. All right, sounds good.
3: Um, let's see. So we kind of answered, Don, Don had a question about the value of world premiere, and I, I think that was sort of answered. Don will let me know if it's not. Um, so Paul K. Smith asks, uh, when will playwrights be able to track who downloads the script, so as one, not to be victims of plagiarists, uh, and two, to be able to track the numbers intelligently of downloads contrasted with productions?
2: The victims of plagiarists uh, basically is a, is a whole conversation uh, about trust if you're going to put your plays out there, people are reading them. So, I mean, if, if, if you are very, very protective of your work, then this, is, this probably isn't isn't a, a resource for you because it, it's making your play uh, available for people to read. I've, I've heard very few legitimate uh, situations of plagiarism in 30 years that I've been in the business. Bob, oh, this think- is a
1: question about tracking, tracking.
2: Okay, well, we got to the plagiarism thing. Okay, so let's go back to tracking. Uh, Is there going to be a possibility of people tracking who who has read their plays?
0: Not at present. And it's something we talk a lot about internally, why that is something that a lot of writers uh, desire and why uh, that is something that we have heard from uh, producers and dramaturgs uh, that they are less interested in having as an option. I will skip the sort of like data and big philosophy answer and just say like, for me as a reader of plays, I will very frequently find myself in a conversation where I'm talking to someone like Steven, he drops his Npx link in the chat. I, I say, oh cool, I'll go add your play to my reading list or I'll, or I'll download your play. And then life gets busy and I don't read it right away and i don't want poor Stephen to know that i've downloaded it and not read it yet so so that's sort of my and as a as an individual not as an organizational representative why uh i think it could sort of just muddy uh the process um but as i said it's a question that comes up a lot and something that we are
2: actively talking about okay donna asks for clarification and i'll come back to to connor and the questions what value to the writer development yes but how does that title confer value to the writer um rolling world premiere i'm not sure i understand what's not clear about that I mean i would love to have my play done by three regional theaters i i, oh, think- I'm, like, I'm can I just
0: jump in and explain it would be easier like i just i mean yes of course i would love to have my play done by three theaters and if that was the world premiere of it that's great it's more to me about the idea of keeping the world premiere verbiage in the conversation and conferring all this importance on it because now it's trickled down and like every theater in the universe is like we want your world premiere and like the biggest theaters like don't seem to care like theaters in europe don't care or like theaters in new york don't seem to care too much I'm wondering, like, if there's actual value for the writer, like, beyond NPN, where you're getting three productions, which is, so of you're course, talking the
2: So you're talking about the value of the phrase. You're yes. not talking about the value of the experience.
1: Yes. The NNPN experience, wonderful.
3: Yes. And you're getting three productions, you know, for
1: trading well, I, I out would, that title. I
2: would still go back to, to basically, it's marketing. It's, it's a marketing value for you as a, as a writer. Um, there's something that, that, whether you like it or not, that's going to be prestigious as Seeing your your play being a, a rolling rolling world premiere in three known regional theaters, I, I I'm sorry you know you don't don't use the phrase if you don't if you don't want to and don't but somehow you have to let people know that this is happening for you because it's something worth worth talking about. Stephen is would be would be silly not to let people know that this is happening for him.
0: I mean beyond an NPN, but we can move on.
2: I, okay, yeah,
1: and I think that's what Anne was saying too. You know this idea that. Right now, it's what exists, and Don, I'm with you. I mean, I think that we all would love to get rid of any theater really caring whether it's a world premiere or not. Um, and and as we were saying, the what honestly, I mean, the fact that the theaters are getting some funding, the fact that uh, the bigger thing that actually that's happening now that's a benefit I think to the theaters and to me as a playwright is this collaboration. You know, all three theaters have three artistic directors talking to me about the development of the play and for me to be able to, from production to production, make changes. And also these three theaters are in very different places, have very different audiences. Um, I'm gonna get to see, will, you know, does this joke work in all three audiences? Uh, You know, what resonates? And that's, that's a beauty that the world premiere is great. I mean, just because the theaters get it, but I don't actually think that at least these three theaters care that much about that it's the world premiere. I think it's just the idea that they're doing new work, which is what National New Play Network is all about.
2: I can also hypothesize a situation that that would be great for a commercial producer. If a commercial producer is interested in developing a play, we have what's known as the um, enhancement deals with with regional theaters. I can see a situation where a producer would have Mm -hmm. the the incredible opportunity to enhance uh, three different productions and learn a tremendous amount of about the show before bringing it to New York and, and having a final commercial production. So uh, in terms of development, as a producer, and I do have some producer genes, I'm not wearing them right now. Um, I do have some producer genes and, and I, I'm thinking, wouldn't it be great if I, as a producer, could bring uh, a property that I found on NNP, oh, on the new plate exchange, NPX, um, and broker a rolling world, world premiere for the writer. That would be a great thing. I think. I think writers would, would also like that too, so that you don't have to broker your own deal. But um, that's just a hypothetical. I don't know if that's if it's possible or not. Um, Connor, you want to come back with the next seventeen sure questions? Sure, <laughs>
3: Um. So we got a lot of. I, 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 I see every, I, everyone. I see your questions. Uh, I'll get to them if we have time. I was just going to go in order of of question received. So please don't. Hunt me down. Um, so we got another question from uh, about sort of like world premiere verbiage uh, from from Eric Sirota. Does world premiere typically mean that the play is now locked? And are you saying that more development can happen throughout the different production of the rolling premiere? Getting a getting a couple of head shakes and some nods. So uh, good sign. All right. Uh, that's the answer okay. is yes.
1: Yeah, that's exactly the, the the point that, you know, and the third theater said, you know, they're expecting the play to be, not expecting it, but, you know, it hopefully will be in the best shape possible by then. But one of the things that NNPN also does for the Rolling World premiere, there's funds that are provided uh, for travel for me, um, for the theaters too. So I can, I'm not paying for my travel to these theaters to check it out. Um, even the third theater uh, where hopefully it'll be ready. I don't need to necessarily be in the room as much but that's something that's a tremendous benefit as a writer uh, so that I can make these changes throughout the entire process.
3: Connor, next up. Yeah, uh, unless, Anne, you had something to say.
2: No, we can't do that
3: now. We have to, we have to keep moving. Okay, okay, we're go. We're go. Uh Fran Handman uh, asks, are plays submitted through a theater or can individual playwrights send their material and is there a limit?
0: So, and this is where I think once again, I'm going to call on the disambiguation between uh, the new play exchange, which anyone can put their own plays on there. They can put as many plays as they like. They can put as much of those plays as they like. Um, That is accessible to all. Um, And the Rolling World premiere program, um, which is, is, Mem- NNPN member theaters pitching plays to other NNPN member theaters. So as we heard Stephen talk about, um, Tony Caselli, the artistic director at Williamston, found this play, committed to producing it. And then he, uh, as the representative of his theater, brought it into the network. And we have um, a few different pitching mechanisms. Um, and... I think we did, Stephen, you can tell me if this happened for you, but something we do for many of these plays that start into our pipeline is we sit down with the playwright and whichever theaters are already on board and collectively talk about which theaters do you have existing relationships within the NNPN network, um, who's going to send the script out there. So there's a little bit of of strategizing um, that that we do try to bring the playwright in with. Um, but the starting point for a rolling world premiere is that NNPN, uh, member theater.
2: Connor next up. Wonderful.
3: Um, uh, Maureen Condon, uh, asks, do playwrights typically post the entire script on the exchange or just the first 15 to 20 pages?
2: Entire script.
3: All right. Uh, next question. Uh, So Ralph Lewis asks, I have a couple of projects that uh, need playwrights. I work with playwrights, not plays. Uh, I'm happy to do all the hard work if I get to have some uh, some of the creative fun. If I needed a play, why would I go to New Play Exchange instead of, for example, the Kilroy's
0: list? I think you should go to both. But, and also, um, most of the Kilroy's plays are... Uh, on new play exchange and there should be though i don't know exactly what the mechanism is but i think you should be able to find the week that the kilroy's list was the featured list on the new play exchange homepage, um and then they're all there for you on the new play exchange um but at, and uh, as emma points out um larger pool searchable features you can get the search functions are really robust. So you can say, I want a three-character play written by a woman that uh, is hours long and you know x, y, z, whatever else you're looking for. You can get really, really specific or go really broad in your search. You can do both. OK,
2: next up, Connor.
3: Bob, you almost called me Corner. It's uh, because went- I'm, like,
2: I'm wearing braces.
3: Oh yeah. Um, so, uh, Paul K. Smith asks question for Ann Morgan. Sorry, Stephen. Uh, new play, <laughs> New Play Exchange highlighted and featured one of my plays, but I only found out late that day from a producer of my work. When will you alert uh, member playwrights that the New Play Exchange is featuring their work?
0: Soon, hopefully. Um, yeah, we we've got a whole bunch of that are slowly working their way through the pipeline and the ability to get a notification when your work is on a featured list um, is something that we hope to achieve in some timeline that I don't currently know. I mean, it. I don't know. I don't know very much about the development of this platform and what all goes on under the hood, but, but that is a request uh, that is in process because it is, yeah, something we should be able to do
2: we need a um, we yeah, need a currently. we need a tech a tech person to 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 answer that question because it, it basically i mean it's it's incredib- incredibly robust w- website and they need somebody who can go in there and add features and it it, it doesn't just happen it's hard and it's acknowledging that she that she knows that sh- that would be a a good addition to the uh functions on the website so yeah there's a plan for it that's great connor next uh so we got so less
3: question and more sort of just uh, various, various sayings and statements about sort
2: of. Well, uh, minimize those. Minimize statements. uh, No, I would like to keep them to to questions uh, for 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 Ann. And uh, Um, this is about conversation.
3: Absolutely. There is some good conversation in the chat though, everyone. So please keep it going. So, well, this this is the form of a question uh, from TCAT Ford. uh, it, he said it would be nice to know how many downloads and sort of like just not that he's wondering if if people if writers can know sort of not necessarily who is reading the plays, but uh, how many people just like a number, if that and anything like that would be possible.
0: And the question that I would put back to you uh, coming from a place of pure curiosity is What numbers you would be looking for, what numbers would mean, what various numbers would mean if you got, if a notification that your script had been downloaded 10 times this month, 20 times this month, 30 times, what sort of um, assessment would you make of the numbers? And that's that's a sort of, I'm certainly eager to hear answers. I think that can go in the chat or you can shoot us a note later. Um, But that's one of the biggest things we run into as we start to think about how that how answering your original question would work. We butt up against, well, what do those numbers mean? How would those numbers be used? Um, So that is my question in response to your
2: question. Next up.
3: Yeah, Uh, this is fun for me. It's like I'm opening fan mail. I know what mail is, uh, despite being born in 1999, just so you know. So Tita Antares, uh, hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. uh, Can the rolling theaters share costs of sets if their designers get
0: together? Um, I I feel bad that we haven't gotten to hear from Steven in a minute. Um, But the idea of the Rolling World premiere is that each production is separate and distinct um, so that the playwright can see how three different scenic designers interpret um and bring to life uh, the world of the play for example um so there is there's a little wiggle room there um and certainly when plays have like really weird or really specific props especially those can travel um we've been talking about some chicken wings i think stephen maybe maybe taking a little little trip um but but the general idea is to have these distinct productions
2: yeah I'm I'm reading in the chat that the says is that MPX lets you put twenty page excerpt or smaller, not not full script. I have all my full scripts on there. Am I wrong? You can
1: you can do both. You can I mean you can put you should put the entire script up, but you can also put some opportunities. Uh, you can put I think anywhere from ten to twenty pages um, up there as well as an excerpt. I mean as the excerpt if you want to.
2: Um, Connor, back to you.
3: Uh, that was the last question I have since uh, the last question I had was from Susan. Um, so yeah, if anyone has any other questions, feel free to, oh, just kidding. From Larry, uh, do theaters, which from theaters who, uh, participate in the rolling world premiere expect the name of their three theaters to be forever be listed when the play is licensed?
1: Yeah. <laughs> it is in it is in the contract that um there's specific language that you know that it was uh, it was a rolling world premiere national new play network produced at these three theaters um you know and and but that's i'm happy to give that you know in the title page or you know the the licensing page uh when the play is hopefully published uh these theaters are developing it and it's time that they're spending and they're making the play better
2: well i'm going to make a I'll, I'll ask a sensitive Question off of that one, which is, have they negotiated uh, an ongoing percentage of the uh, the life of the of the play uh, after the premiere?
1: So there's uh, Anne. I'm going to pass it back to you because we actually we've been talking about this.
0: Um, The National New Play Network uh, discourages the taking of subsidiary rights. Um, and we encourage all of our member theaters, uh, to not ask for them. Um, and in, so the way a rolling world premiere comes together, the first theater to commit to producing the play, um, is the only theater of the three that is allowed under our guidelines to ask for subsidiary rights. Um, And there has to be a, Stephen, I think you have to get 50,000 free and clear before that kicks in. So there's a a bonanza clause there as well. Um, But, and that, if a contract has been fully set before the role comes together. So if, if Williamston and Stephen had their contract totally locked in um, before these other partners. Came on board, and there was a different agreement in there that would hold. But otherwise, um, we have restrictions about what our member theaters can ask of playwrights in their contracts.
2: Well, that, uh, that that's interesting to me. I mean, I'm, I'm so used to uh, enhancement deals with with commercial producers where. Generally speaking, uh, the, the theater, the regional theater, this part of the development has 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 a right, and is almost expected to ask for some percentage um, of the uh, profits of the future production. Um, but that's that's also a specific situation where a producer is bringing it to a theater, a regional theater, with the purpose of developing it for a commercial production that will will that will happen as a result of this. And uh, I can see where the regional theater. Has a right to ask for something there. Uh, here, here. I, I, I it, now that you're saying it, I actually hadn't really thought of it uh, this this way, this specifically before. So you, you, it, this really is purely a development uh, a situation. It's it's three different productions of your play, and the 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 purpose in the hearts of the theaters should be because they want to help this play be the best play it could be, and they're giving three opportunities so, th- so that the play can be developed. So what is what is it? What is it you sold them on on the on the other side of it? What what are they getting out of it? Is it just because they love the play and and it's going to bring in their audiences, or how do you sell it to a theater? How did you sell it to a theater? How did
1: I sell the play? I'm...
2: yeah. How did you sell the idea of, of them doing the uh, the? What, would you say that the. The idea of the Rolling World premiere and the fact that they were going to be one of three developmental steps for this piece, was that one of the selling points or were there other selling points for each of the theaters?
1: Well, for the very first theater, for Williamston, there's no guarantee that they would have gotten a Rolling World premiere because they still needed then two additional theaters to sign on for that. So Williamston, and I would love Tony Caselli forever for this, if it got a Rolling World premiere, that would have been great. Uh, but he was already committed to producing it, whether or not there were two additional theaters. Uh, once we got the second theater, um, who was interested, still there's not a guarantee that you're going to get that third theater. Having the two theater sign on made it easier for a third theater because they were kind of the last piece of the puzzle. Um, but Rochester, who was the second uh, theater, they did it because they liked the play. And, th- and if there wasn't a third theater, they wouldn't have gotten the enhancement money, you know, or the. The extra things that NNPN gives um so the, the rolling world premiere is a great wonderful thing but part of the reason these theaters are members of NNPN is because they're committed to doing new work and uh yeah for that the third theater which is island city stage in florida it certainly helped that suddenly they knew that they'd be part of this role uh, and two other theaters had committed it helped me as a playwright because there's already two theaters that were interested in it so you know, there's nothing to being chosen like being chosen. Uh,
2: now I'm getting now now I'm getting confused because now I'm not understanding because I I had assumed that there was going to be a participation for all three theaters. I thought they were going to get something monetarily out of doing this, but you're saying no. So oh. so you 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 hinted that there are things that NNPN provides to each of the theaters. So and, and can you explain that a little bit more?
0: Sure. So th- there is funding that NNPN gives to each of the theaters. Um, But it is a a flat award rather than any sort of future option. And the amount of funding, and this is going to get a little in the weeds, the amount of funding varies depending on the membership status of the three theaters that make up the role. The amount that the playwright gets does not change. It's not dependent on the membership status of those theaters. Um, So they do get funding. Uh, They frequently also get travel support to not only bring the playwright, as Stephen was saying, to their theater, but also to travel to one another's theater to see the play at the different stops on the role. They get marketing support from NNPN in the sometimes that's a press release, sometimes that's social media. Um, it varies sort of depending on the needs of the play. They get um, this sort of cohort support as well. We'll meet at, at a couple points over the course of the role to talk about what we're learning, uh, how each part of the process has been. The other things I'll add are that the develop, produce, and extend the life of the the future life of the play is really appealing to our members, not so much the future uh, income from the play, but making sure that this play, which is really good, gets seen by many audiences, and we have tons of plays start as rolling world premieres and then because they've had three successful productions under their belt get more and more productions around the regions may go to new york may go on a sort of college circuit
2: okay so you're so what you're saying is that they get prestige out of it they're gambling that because it's going to have three three productions there's going to be further productions and that they can always say in their materials this we were the first theater to do angels in america that is a feather in their cap they, that helps them. And it also helps them probably with funders. If they can point to something and say, look, this play that we did went on to be successful. Am I understanding it better now?
0: That is absolutely part of it for sure. And then the last piece that I think is a benefit to member theaters is, there's a little bit of um, being relieved of the risk, uh, the risk of doing a new play. Um, as Steven mentioned, uh, the third theater is hoping that by the time the play gets to them, the the script is going to be even stronger than it already is. Stephen's going to have learned things. So there's a sort of a risk sharing that happens that, that all three theaters are going to do it. Um, and I think that appeals to our members as well.
2: If a theater that wasn't part of NNPN were ready to do the first production of the play of mine, would NNPN allow their member uh, theaters to, to join in a, a Rolling World premiere or would you require the theater that's not a member to become a member?
0: Um, it's complicated and usually like like how that question gets answered tends to depend on the specifics of the production. We certainly have had cases where a theater might join the network as a member to participate in a Rolling World premiere. Um, we found that that's not the sort of best Uh, long-term relationship building for NNPN, um, but it has certainly led to some roles. Um, And also co-productions are a way that uh, non-NNPN member theaters um, can get involved in rolling world premieres. So we have another role that's coming up um, where one of the three theaters is doing, their production is a co-production. So that counts as one of the three stops. And because one of those co-producers is an NNPN member theater, they are part of the role.
2: And that's, so that's what another some, way that works. And that's an answer to, to an earlier uh, statement or question about uh, sharing assets. So basically, if it's a co-production, it means that it, it might actually have the same director, same cast. Yeah. There's always the problem of the set in the cut. Co- well, it's always the problem of the set because my, my stage may not be the same size as your stage, but nevertheless, uh, a co-production in, in theory it's an opportunity for two uh, two theater companies to share the, the costs of creating a production. Yeah.
1: And that's actually, Williamston is actually a co-production. They're doing a co-production with Tipping Point Theater. Um, they're about an hour and a half or so apart from each other. And it is, it's it's starting at Williamston um, and then set costumes, actors are moving to uh, Tipping Point. Um, but that just counts as one Part of the role.
2: I'd love to to be the, the designer getting the specs for two different theaters and saying, "Go ahead, design now, design design for these two theaters." We're past I got our a time. Lot of
3: questions, Bob.
2: Yeah, oh, a lot I'm of. Oh, okay. I got lots. If If you need them, I don't need them because we're. I. I but first of all, um, I, I'm going to. I usually put this into a private question to to Anne and, and Stephen. But do you have time to stay, or do I only had have, have you booked until? Six thirty, 30 and i can understand if you need to leave oh i, I can do a in,
0: little i can do a no it's fine i can do a little bit longer i probably can't stay past six 7 but but i can do a little bit longer
2: well let's try to do, do like maybe two more questions connor can you pick the two questions that you think are the most interesting or the most relevant for everybody uh that's, people that's sometimes ask a lot ask, of
3: pressure but Uh-oh. i'll do my i'll do my best okay uh, uh, sometimes
2: people ask questions of diverse, that are specific to their own their own, right, their own right
3: experiences okay so let's see here i do have an answer to the question that ann posed to the group if if you're interested in that which i don't know how many of you saw that uh but uh ralph lewis asked uh is there a new play exchange web page of success stories info on plays that started there and where they were produced, which ones made it to Broadway or regional theaters, et cetera?
0: There isn't, but wow, would I love that. Um, There is a hashtag on Twitter, if you're on Twitter, I think it's THXNPX or something like that, as in Thanks New Play Exchange, um, where people um, share their stories, but we have not uh, yet sort of collected anything formal.
2: Connor, you got one more.
3: Uh, Yeah, sounds good. Uh, Eric Rothman asks, is there a promotional component, press or PR to, uh, to the rolling premiere other than what happens locally?
0: Yeah, absolutely, and that's one of the things, one of the ways that we try to support a rolling world premiere is, you know, right now my colleague is working with somebody's PR person to like craft a joint press release that'll go out together Um, And, you know, maybe we try and pitch a story to a national outlet about the role um, with, you know, mixed results because journalism in this country is struggling, Uh, but also because of that supporting in other ways um, uh, in more digital mediums as well.
2: I'm seeing in, in a couple of comments in the chat that talk about submitting. Submitting is not a word that is relevant to this conversation. Uh, Sue and and also Tamara, basically nobody nobody submits anything. People, writers, just of their own volition, post, they create a page for themselves, Uh, they post their plays, they tag it so that uh, you as a producer, if you're coming on and looking for a specific kind of play, can find an LGBTQ play that has four characters and takes place in the South or whatever, or, or deals with some themes there's some specific theme um so i don't see uh how the, i don't think that literary agents uh connect to this particularly although I, I i assume i would doubt that any literary agent is actually going to be looking for for writers they are bombarded with writers i can't imagine them going onto the NN, the npx site to, to see let me see if i can find 10 more writers to, to represent um, I, I don't.
1: I saw somebody in the chat. They got their agent from NPX. So I, th- I think. I mean, it may not be. The no, they, to-
2: but the, no, but the agent would be look. Maybe may looking. For, well, maybe looking for something specific then. So okay. Well, then, okay. I'll take. I take it back. I just. I know agents. I've heard. I've had them. them like bellyache to me. So I, I. I'd be surprised, but if it happens, it happens. The the, the purpose of, of of the site really is just to give yourself a a. a a page where people can go and find out about you and, and, and read your plays, and um, so I go back to something I said earlier. You, you might want to take a look at how you've uh, the, the synopsis that you've given. There, there are short, there are short things, and there are long things about you that you put into your website. There, um, the long is the is the play, the full play. The short things may be additional things that will entice them. I think that you You, ask, you have a tagline and, and also a, a synopsis. Uh, for every play, right? Am I right, Stephen? I think there's a tag and this is, and this and is a brief synopsis that we yeah. can put on there. And you're also saying that you can also put 15 pages or 10 pages, which I've, I've, I just never have done. So uh, this is about how you use it. It's, a, it's really, the writers, this is about how you use it. For producers who are in the room and out there, this is also a great place for you to go to look for new work if you're looking for new, new work. And if you need something specific, uh, you can search for it. Um, I'm going to I'm going to wrap this up now, but I want to thank Anne and Stephen for being part of us today. And uh, Ann, welcome to TRUE. Uh, hope you'll come back and, and join us on, on another uh, weekly community gatherings. Next week, we're going to be having a political discussion with Amy Tataroff in the League of, of Independent Theaters. So we're going to talk about uh, some of what's going on politically with the arts these days and what may or may not need to happen right now. It's We'll get more specific about it. Uh, and then um, in uh, the 18th, I have Joe Barrows from um, New York Theater Barn and Aaron, uh, I think it's Sorrell, uh, who is the uh, guy that's the man, manager of the Musical Theater Factory. And we're going to talk about the development of musical, theaters, uh, musical theater works there um, on that day. And on the 25th, I have, John Sparks of NMI, New Musicals Incorporated. I think it's, it's called NMI and also Tim Jerome of Main Street Musicals. We're going to have a uh, further discussion about ways of getting your musicals seen and heard by producers and p- possibly get productions. Kind of an extension of, of what we're doing today, but f- specifically uh, focused on musicals. And yes, to those who have asked, you can definitely post musicals, uh, on, on NPX. Uh, and, uh, is there a way of uploading MP3s of of the songs.
0: I think that's one of the things that's in the pipeline. I I don't think you can have um, audio files on a play page at present, um, but I think that's in the works.
2: Okay, I couldn't remember whether I posted or not. I guess I didn't. So um, I want to thank you guys for being with us today. I also want to uh, remind the room that though uh, we we do this for free and we did this basically as a way of supporting the community during the tough times we've been through for the past two years, we, we, we have bills to pay. So, I mean, if you want to, if you want to make a donation, please consider making a donation. Go to trudonate.com, donate.com. So thanks. And um, that's it guys. Uh, everybody can come into the room and say hi to Anne and Stephen uh, until they have to run. We need, we need to talk about something. 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 We need to talk about anything at all. A welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, I got this
0: chair. No, that's just my dad.
2: My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniel. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power.
3: Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us, from renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Pack podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. Electric